to some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh-huh. What's your favorite scary movie? Uh, I don't know. You have to have a favorite. What comes to mind? Um, Halloween. You know, the one with the guy in the white mask who walks around and stalks babysitters. I'm Shah. I'm Ali. And we are Creeping It in the Family, a podcast where we dish details about all things horror. Episode... Which one? You tell me. No, we... we 19. 18. Fuck. You always go one under, usually. Look, the last one... You never get it right. It's these midweek episodes throw me off, because we don't take notes for them. Well, not in our... I do. Yeah, but what, in in this book? Not in this book. Yeah, that's what I mean. This is obviously all I use, so... Episode 18. Annabelle. Annabelle. Opinions. I like it. I don't think of it as a horror film, though, but I like it. You don't think of it as a horror film? I mean, it, I know it's a horror. It is a horror film, but it, it doesn't scare me. There we go. It yeah, is a horror film. But it I, scare I agree. Me. I think it's definitely. I put it in the same uh, category as your Insidious, your Conjuring, yeah. um, and it's one of the weakest ones. Yeah. I think is. the storyline. I had to ring you after I watched it and was like, "Can you just, <laughs> can you can just, just clarify a few things for me?" Yeah, because I didn't. I didn't really understand the majority of the story. Uh, well, I think the beginning is such a big, uh, when you're introduced to the daughters missing mm. and stuff, that to me, because it wasn't made to look like a major part of the storyline, it kind of, it must have just floated to the back of my mind that yeah. I thought, oh, there's meeting new neighbours or something. See, I love the story behind it. I love why they did what they did and why the doll was possessed, but yeah. I I like it. I it, It's watchable for me. I don't think I went to see this one in the cinema. It definitely had its moments for me. There was parts in it that I thought, this, I this is good. Yeah, I jumped at a couple of bits. This, this was my first time I watched it. Definitely seen clips of it. I thought I'd watched it before, but I hadn't. I'd seen snippets of it. Yeah. So this was my first time watching it. And I wasn't I wasn't not impressed, but at the same time, I wouldn't watch it again. Yeah. Dolls don't scare me either, so... Yeah, and the doll the doll doesn't actually seem to have that much of a importance. It's a the, conduit. It, yeah, it's a vessel. But, the, the way that I remember seeing it advertised and how it's literally the major part of everything is the doll itself. Yeah. I thought there'd have been a lot more backstory to the doll. It's but it, I suppose this is the backstory. This teaches you... Because I yeah. haven't seen the other one. So maybe... I'm not sure, but it just seemed a bit weak. I don't think we learned. And I don't think mm. there's much of a haunt and it kind of just all just comes at once at the yeah, end. Yeah, it's all very boom, boom, You, you boom. get the... The scene where she's dragged by her legs when the house is on fire. Yeah, and that's And the then end. I thought, this is going to be it. Like, this is a start. But the rest... Of, there isn't really much of a, I can't find the word, but insidious in that it kind of has this slow, consistent build-up of yeah. like things are getting progressively worse. Whereas Annabelle's worse. just like, nothing it happens, kind of like, everything yeah. happens, yeah, nothing exactly, happens, yeah. everything happens. Yeah. Okay, we'll start from the very beginning then. So we've got the original Conjuring clip that started the Conjuring off with the Annabelle film, and it's the bit where the doll's facing the Warrens in the chair. You don't see Ed and Lorraine Warren in this, yeah. but you do hear Ed Warren speaking. Yeah. And the nurses are talking about, well, the student nurses, aren't they? They're talking about, you know, well, she she seemed really lost and we're nurses, we help people. Who was referring to then? Annabelle. They were like, oh. oh, it seemed this little spirit, like this little girl wanted to be, wanted to stay with us and we're nurses, we help people. So we said she could stay. Right. Mm. Fucking idiots. <laughs> who, who does that? Right, okay, that's my first That's my first thing. Right. I'm a teacher. I feel like we're both on the same page with this one. I'm a teacher. A I educate children. I won't fucking sit there and educate a demon. I won't no. be like, yeah, fuck it, come into this body so I can teach you Shakespeare. Let's yeah, do it. definitely not. Then we come back in, so it, 
well, this one wasn't directed by James Wan, so it doesn't have oh, an opening scene at all. No. Right. So it doesn't have an opening scene at all. It's just Annabelle, bang, it's done. Let's move on. So we get to the church scene. It's the very first time we meet Mia and John, and they're in church together, and Mia, having, it looks like they're holding hands, and at the start I was like, that's really sweet, but yeah. actually they're just having a fun walk, oh, right. which I thought was quite yeah. cute. And the neighbour, I think, it, yeah, they're the neighbours, aren't they? So Pete and Sharon, Sharon's in the church still, and Pete asks Mia if she can go find her. And Sharon... She doesn't say any. She doesn't say much at that point. There's this like lingering sadness, and we do know from later on when they end up getting a ride back together that they have a daughter who's missing. And Mia says to John, "You know, we shouldn't brag about the baby so much." Mia is very pregnant yeah. at this point, and she says, "We shouldn't brag to them so much. Their daughter's missing. It's not right." And so that's the first inkling we get that you know something's quite sad's going on because you wouldn't just mention that for yeah no they're about reason. Mia is sewing. And listening about cults, so we get that first cult it's input the Mansons, there. Isn't it, yeah, referring to. talking about the Mansons, and bef- just before that, when they're just going into the house as well, Mia's like, "You didn't lock the door." Yeah, foreshadowing a bit. Yeah, and she's saying, "You know, it's a different world. We need to start locking it." And so, yeah, props for Mia. She's actually all right. Yeah. She's, she's got some sense about her. John asks her to turn the television off, and there's like this awkward conversation when they start rowing. He, he gets a little bit of a josh thing going on here mm. from last week that oh my god yeah it's such a challenge for me it's such a struggle for me yeah. and mia's just sitting there like she is very pregnant and her stomach's out here and you know he's talking about how difficult things are for him in the nursery the makeup john says he has a gift for her the annabelle doll if that had been fucking gifted to me i'd have been like you can take it right fucking back does the doll's face change throughout the film like yes. does it get more and more tatty sinister yeah and tatty but it is dumped in the bin at some point so i believe that that i know but i, f- I feel like it's not just dirt it's like like scuffs and stuff yeah it, it looks like it's been thrown well, it's about mo- a lot. well it's moving around a lot yeah. isn't it so maybe i can't that's tell it because it's not blatantly obvious to the point where you think oh my god it's changed yeah. but i was thinking i'm sure it didn't look like this at the start well i made a note saying somewhere around three quarters in i was like does is it me or is this doll getting more and more sinister looking as it goes on i agree i yeah i thought this as well but you know if i i just don't see i mean i know everybody's got their own taste but who looks at a doll like that and thinks yeah yeah, that's fucking great. I'm going to stick that on is, a shelf. The thing is, there was very popular at one point, wasn't there? Yeah. There was the, but yeah. Like, was the, was the, was the, are they not scary until you've watched a film that makes them scary? Like, if there was never a scary film about a doll, would you look at that and think, oh, that looks quite scary? Or is it because we know that these dolls have been plenty of, because Goosebumps did one about him. The, the ventriloquist. The ventriloquist, yeah. They, yeah. they look very similar to well, that, don't that they? That's yeah. Cool. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, people have a fear of dolls, and mm. so they don't watch horror films yeah. are dolls in it so I, I don't know could be either but they make up he says he's got a gift for her and she puts him up puts her on the shelf and all is well with the world and there's nothing sinister about this doll at the minute because none of this shit's happened that's yeah. about to blow up so mia is sleeping in bed with john next to her and she hears something but before she hears the scream there's like a, it's there's a it's a camera angle and it's got Mia sleeping, but then it's also got the window of the next door neighbours and there's like a flash that lights up and you can see blood across the wall yeah. and this guy coming closer to this family and this woman screaming which wakes Mia up. Mia says to John, "We need to go check it out, call the police." And John goes next door. She's sort of waiting outside. <laughs> then you just see like John noping it out of there and he's like, "Nope, call the police." Yeah. 
Definitely. We're out of here. We're out. Well, it, it, it looks like a bloody scene. It kind of reminded me of Scream 4. With Olivia. Yeah. Like a bloodbath, yeah. You see the yeah. blood squirt across the wall, and then it, that, I'm guessing that's what he saw, and that made him run out instantly. Yeah. Now, I really like this scene where she goes back in the house, and she's calling the police, and you see, like, Annabelle walking past. Mm. While she's yeah, but it's blur. It's not in focus. The bitch she's in, but no. you still see her. And she she's got hold of the Annabelle doll as well. While she's Annabelle, she, she's not the Annabelle doll. She's the doll. Yeah, but you know what I mean. And it's the bit where she's like, "I like your dolls," and she turns around because Mia's mid calling the police. Yeah, and the guy, there's another guy behind her. He does sort of look a bit like Charles Manson. I noticed. I don't think it's supposed to portray yeah. Charles Manson because it looks like he was arrested at the time, but it. It's yeah, definitely the, like the a home invasion of this film is one of the scariest bits about definitely. it, which is strange considering it's not a film about home invasions. That's just a big part of the story. Not even a big part of the story. It's just a reason. Of, yeah, as it's to the why. lead up, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's it, it's in there for um, context. For context, yeah, as to why it's all happened. But it's, it is one of the scariest parts of the film. Yeah. So the guy he stabs Mia, and then John gets in and. The, having this big brawl and Mia's sort of going in and out of consciousness. She's obviously in shock because she's just been stabbed. She's got a yeah. very, she's a very pregnant, as said before, and uh, and he gets shot. The police come in and then Annabelle locks herself into the nursery. Yeah. And when the police get in, they don't shoot her because she's already killed, yeah, herself. She's killed herself. And there's a symbol of and it's it, if you haven't watched it before because I've watched it before. If you haven't watched it before, the symbol of blood on the wall isn't really noticeable. No. Because it, it, you know, it looks like she slit her own throat yeah. by all standards. And it's, it does look just like smears on the wall. But actually, it's a symbol right. of what the cult belong to. Mia is in the hospital. And the luckily, the baby's fine. But she, it's under great distress. So she's got to stay on bed rest up until the baby is born or else it could cause severe damage. My question to you is this. I'm posing an early question. Could you go back into your home after something that traumatic happened? I've literally got the exact same question written down. Yes. Could, <laughs> could you live in the same house where a traumatic event has happened? I think it's no, very no. I don't, I don't it's very different from a burglary. I think you could come back into a house after a burglary, but even then, it's quite a scary and traumatic experience. But you know, somebody having committed suicide yeah. and then somebody entering your home, stabbing you, and then being shot in the head like that's yeah. There's no way I could return to that house. No. Like you said, a burglary. Depending on how the burglary go- burglary goes, if it's just like being held at knife point or something, then that might affect it even more. Mm. Because if your house just gets burgled, it's like yeah, while while you're out the house or something, you haven't seen it, you haven't seen the people stood in your house where you yeah. where you expect to be safe. So I don't think you could ever feel safe in a house that you've you've physically seen um, a traumatic event go down. Yeah, I completely agree. I don't think I could go back there either. Yeah, it's quite scary. Quite a scary concept. I'm surprised she went back in straight away, actually. Yeah. But she does seem quite uncertain. Yeah, yeah. she's she's very apprehensive about it. And they have this converse- conversation and she says, um, quick note as well, when Annabelle commits suicide, can't forget this one, The blood, her blood goes into the doll's oh, eye. Oh, the doll's eye, yeah. Yeah, just got to mention that because it's yeah. quite important as to why she gets possessed. And Mia and John have this conversation where Mia's saying, look, you know... you." We, we could have lost this baby and he's trying to comfort her and say, you know, nothing's happened. The baby's fine. You've just got to stay on bed rest. And she says to him, if something happens to me in this labour, if something goes wrong, you need to save her. Save yeah. the baby. I feel like that's an awful question to put on someone. I feel like, I, first of all, I don't 
like I don't think there'd ever be a circumstance where doctors would turn to you and be like, which one do you want to survive? Now I'm no, I'm not a midwife. I ain't seen all what goes on live, but surely whatever happens happens. You can't really choose who lives and dies. There is, you, there are certain circumstances where it's like you either get the baby out and the baby lives, uh, or you get the baby out and the mother dies. Like you, there is that sort of thing, but it's less of a, it's less of a person's decision, I suppose, than a doctor's decision. Yeah. But I don't know. That's it's, it's a sad. It's, an it's, awful a, it's a scary question, yeah. question, but you know, me as saying we have to talk about it and. Later on, I really like how this plays out because instantly that's when shit starts going down. Yeah. Because the demon who was haunting with Annabelle, who was like holding Annabelle and using her as a prop, would have heard that conversation and that's why he wants Mia's soul. Mm. Because he, the demon knows that she would give anything for Leah. And so she already, she'd already said to John... You need to save her, not me. I thought that that particular demon once wanted the infant soul, but because you can't give an infant soul away, the next best thing was Mia to give... It, I think it's like the mother's choice to give mm. this baby or, or its own. No, this is what... See, this is the only time I thought about it, and I got it this time. Mia already said from to John from the very beginning, you need to save her. So that demon overheard that conversation, and that demon knows that uh, Mia would do anything for Leah. And so... The demon knows that a baby he can't take the baby's soul, so it used the baby to manipulate Mia into right, giving her soul. Right. Fucking bam! Nice. I worked out this film. I knew where we were going with it. So then haunting shit starts happening. The mobile starts going above the cot by itself. Same with the sewing machine. And I like the fact I've got something. No, no, no. And I like the fact that John wakes up and grabs a bat. I'm like, you know what? At least you've learnt something. Yeah, they do they do plenty of things by the book, don't they? There's no like stupidity where you think, Come on, what are you doing? Like you'd obviously make this choice. Yeah, I like that. And then I think this is the next bit, but is there a homage to Scream? The popcorn? Yes, Jiffy Popcorn. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw this, I was like, it's very scream. Is that a coincidence? Or because it doesn't seem like the type of film that's gonna chuck cliche. Like, do you know what I mean? It doesn't seem like type of going to put that in, but was 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 the popcorn in Scream a homage to something else? No. So that so that possibly it, is I, a homage. I to like Scream. how it went on because yeah. she was. The, there's a bunch of stuff that's not really important. Little things like the doll is in the rocking chair. He puts the doll in the rocking chair. The rocking chair sort of keeps rocking, even though he stopped it. What what bugs me about that is the squeaking of the chair because mm-hmm. should. But the Annabelle doll can't hold enough weight to surely warrant that chair squeaking. Oh, yeah. It had rocked a little bit with momentum and kept going until it I, stopped. I mean in terms then... of squeaking, because if you're squeaking, you're putting stress on the wood, which so it's like rubbing when it's moving. Yeah. Because, because the the base of a rocking chair is circular, so it's not that squeaking. It's like the... It's a joint... I'm looking well too far into this. No, 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 but no. But it just bothered me because I thought it wouldn't be squeaking that much unless it's a very That's old chair. That's because the weight of a fucking big-ass demon is sitting in that chair alongside it. That's it. John bins the doll upon Mia's instruction. Bonus points for John again. The fact that she's like, he spent money on that gift. She says she's been looking for it everywhere. It's a collector's item. It's yeah. it's clearly worth a lot. And she says, you know, I, I want to get rid of that doll. She was holding it. Yeah. And John's like, yep, yeah, fair enough. Consider it gone. There's no sort of like, oh, come on. It's just a doll. It's just a toy. Blah, blah, blah. He's like, no, that's yeah. fine. And he does get rid of it. It cuts to the police detective scene. They go over details of the case. The only thing Mia asks is if they were satanic and the detective says yes, they were. And then she doesn't want to hear anything else about it. 
We then learn that John's going away for a couple of days because he's got a job opportunity, but it's over in a flight, and so she's got to stay on her own. She's pretty she's pretty okay with it. She's sort of like, you know, I'll be fine. It's fine. I'll just I'll stay in bed. That's what I've been doing. And then, yeah, the night before John is making popcorn for Mia, she was watching something on TV. He'd got it right for her because the antenna had gone off. Yeah. And then he starts the popcorn off, but then he checks in on her. And she's asleep, so he turns the hobs off but keeps the popcorn on the yeah, on, on the, the pan. But yeah, this did make me think of Scream quite yeah. a lot. So the next morning, slash afternoon, she's just sitting away sewing in a room. And this bit is the most gruesome part of the movie when for me. the needles going up and down. Yeah, yeah when it punctures a finger. I hate this part, and I know it comes every time, but I'm like... Because oh, it, it keeps focusing on it every so yeah. often, because it alternates between... The popcorn popping and the needle going up and down, and it, I was like, "Yeah, it definitely oh. knows how to build up suspense." This film, but I just don't think it delivered on the climax of it. Yeah, now, I d- surely, a you could maybe hear the popcorn being. I'd popped. imagine you could smell it because it had burned and before you could, it set on yeah, fire. Yeah, and you yeah. could smell it as well. If you couldn't hear it, you could smell it. But she doesn't seem to be able to. Although that could be explained away with a pregnancy, because some women lose a sense of smell with pregnancy. <laughs> Not, <laughs> it's not soon enough to be joking about COVID. No, I'm fucking done with it. <laughs> Fuck it. 2021's coming up anyway. Oh God, that'll be loads better. <laughs> Can't wait for that year. Because yeah, it just disappears on January the 1st. Well, yeah, did you not know? COVID, COVID had an expiration date. That's a vaccine, just good vibes. That's it. <laughs> the cure is good vibes. The cure is vibing. <laughs> the cure is an odd year number. Yeah, that's all it was. 2020 was far too cohesive. 2022 were fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go to shit. <laughs> Can't get much worse. That's oh <laughs> no, no, because it always does. It's gonna be my year. Don't say it. Stop it. You're year. saying you're saying all the wrong things right now. So the she punctures a finger. She tries to go to the bathroom, and then she sort of sees the smoke and yeah. the fire she tries to get out of the house she trips on the back of the chair leg and then falls to the ground she falls on her stomach as well that baby's been through some shit that baby yeah, is genuine. bionic it's been through more fucking fights than, than most, most people in the in their old age yeah exactly it's it, what it's got stabbed it's got fucking belly busted on the floor <laughs> i'm sure there's something else is or not or am i thinking of no i thought there was something else that happened to it well i don't know the book started falling off the shelf and tried to oh yeah of course it. yeah a couple of near-death experiences character building our like baby's kids. been through so much and don't have a fucking clue yeah that <laughs> kid's gonna non, be like none the wiser yeah fuck it why not so she the it's uh, she's dragged out um into the fire by an unseen force yeah. and then the Neighbours, I presume. Well, not the neighbours because they're dead. Yeah. The other ma- neighbours maybe like sort of see her and they her they out, pull yeah. her out, sort her out. And then the next thing we get is John running into the hospital and Leah is born, all safe and yeah. sound, and she's so cute. She's a cute looking baby. She's the sort of baby that Shah would see in a supermarket and go, "I'm th- having that." I think it's quite rare that babies look cute. Yeah. I think I think a lot of babies are ugly. I think I was an ugly baby. I'm sure I was. I've been told. Um, you just never fucking smile. But I think it's the majority of babies do look quite ugly when they're born, so they must yeah. have casted a, a specific. Yeah, can cute you imagine them being baby. like cute babies only? Yeah, like your baby's not <laughs> cute. Cute babies, that, good vibes. Imagine, surely, that, surely that must have been the case. Like, well, how do they audition for babies? Yeah, you're not going to have an ugly baby in a film. So it's like, oh, like, your, baby, your baby's just not quite. Unless it's a film about an ugly baby turned into a beautiful girl, mm, and then it's possibly. like, oh boy, whatever. Anyway, irrelevant. Anyway, again. tangent. <laughs> so. Before they, before they even get back into the house, they're still in the hospital, and Mia's like, 
I can't go back into that house. Something something pulled me back. And then once again, John absolutely this is how Josh should have reacted. John mm. is the what Josh wants to be. We won't get on to Josh again. Cause... We're not because you were wrong by so many people. I was not people. fucking wrong. Nobody agreed with you. On Everyone it. jumps on a bandwagon. It's all the same opinion. I think Josh was sound. No, Josh was think a he monster. Had his pro- I was going to say he had his demons then, but he literally, he literally had, had, he had his he had, demons. He had his flaws, but so does everyone. He had his forced into transgender woman, demon, serial yeah. killer, whoever the fuck it was. Anyway, they go into a new little apartment instead. And this apartment is nice. Like, it's a lovely apartment. And John seems a little bit concerned about Mia because she doesn't go out much because when she's getting Leah dressed for church, she's sort of picking up the pattern of everything that goes on in the house, which says that she's still quite damaged with what happened. Though you would assume she'd want to be out the house rather than in because all the bad things happened in the house. Yeah, you'd think so. Yeah, weird. Anyway, they end up at church. The priest tries to talk about the neighbours and sort of say... we. We miss them. Did you get creepy vibes from this priest throughout the film? No, I thought it was all right. I do think he the, played the a way, massively irrelevant the, part. What's though. her name? Is it Mia? Mia. The way that Mia looks at him and stuff, I just thought she doesn't trust him. Like even when, like when he's taking pictures of the baby, like when he comes into the house because they think the doll's possessed mm. or cursed or whatever. Like just when he walks in, just the way he looks at. Her, maybe I'm just. Like thinking stereotypical priests in films and not there's normally something wrong with them. Right. Well, I, well they I are. I thought you right? were going to be like priest pedo. Well, that, <laughs> that's what the thought of art. They're like not not obviously not everyone, but it's a cliche. Yeah. So I well, thought it's not. There were a lot of priests abusing. Yeah, but I'm, I, and the, I don't know. I just got weird vibes from in this film. I, I didn't know if he was going to be like a good guy or a bad I guy. Know, at one I point. didn't. I didn't think anything sinister about it. But perfectly entitled to your opinion there. So we get a picture of uh, her and Leah because. They are Leah is new to the congregation, she's the new child, isn't she? Yeah, and I think I don't think it's so much on edge. I think Mia is just, I think the way Mia reacts to people because of this home invasion, I think yeah. it's damaged her, so I think it completely changed her, possibly. Yeah, and yeah, I feel a bit bad for her actually. So, anyway, Mia's unpacking the boxes and fucking creepy laughing doll. I don't know what was worse, the Annabelle doll or yeah, that, that laughing doll. Scary, and she's giggling about it, and she's like, mm. no. No, they'd be out that house. Anyway, she unpacks the last box and the Annabelle doll is in there. Now, that's quite surprising because she was thrown into the bin. And they're sort of saying, well, how did that get there? And John's like, I swear I threw it away. You'd think you'd remember if you threw a doll in the garbage. The thing is, they've moved house in quick succession twice. So I can understand. And at this point, they have no inkling that the doll's possessed. They've only moved once. No, because they moved into the new house. And then they moved out of that one into this apartment. I thought they'd recently moved in. No. Or was it there? They've been there for quite a while. Was it new neighbours that had moved in next to them? No. But th- there was having a discussion like they'd never fucking met before. No, they they did meet. They they knew each other. Right. Like they've been in there for a while. That's what I mean. I think Mia is just sort of like socially awkward. Mm, I, I got the vibes that there was like new, like recently moved in, like new neighbours. No, of no, stuff. they're not new neighbours. Oh, right. No, no. They're, uh, they've been there a while. So they've only moved houses once. But yeah, I suppose like pick if, you know. John had boxes outside the house and picked them up. Like, oh, I accidentally mm. managed to put the doll back in there. But I like the fact that Mia is sort of... She's sort of okay. She she sort of resolves it. Once they're out of the house, she's like, no, she was a gift to me. Yeah. And it's sort of her... I think it's maybe her trying to have closure mm. over the whole incident. Because even though Annabelle was holding that doll, she's like, no, she fits right in. She fucking doesn't, by the way. Yeah, she's maybe, on this really awkward shelf. Maybe it's just trying to not give in. 
to the fact that she don't want it to take over her life. So she's like, no, it's fine. The doll being here. Yeah, she's all dirty and stuff. Why would you want that in a baby's nursery? Mm. Like the doll, not just because the doll was like being held by Annabelle, but it looks fucking dirty yeah. at this point. Like you'd at least give the clothes a bit of a wash. You'd have thought so. You'd have thought so. Bad mother. Bad mother alert. Anyway, Mia is asleep with the TV on, and then we see. Annabelle walking past in the background and then suddenly she's over Leah's crib. That's like the first yeah. inkling that Annabelle is still very much About, present. Yeah. Annabelle being the daughter of the neighbours, not being yeah. Annabelle doll. This is where it gets awkward because Annabelle the doll yeah, and Annabelle the, the daughter. Yeah, the doll just seems fucking irrelevant. Even though I know it plays a... I've never known something have a, such a big part but also be fucking irrelevant at the same time. Yeah. Because you don't even see the doll do much. It, it floats at one point, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, but it's being held up. by the demon. Yeah, because that was fucking good, that. I like, oh, I didn't like that. I loved that. Me and demon stood behind it. But oh, anyway. Oh, anyway. So they, she walks... She decides to get up, and I think you are very right. It's me sort of trying to move on and be like, right, we're going to have closure. The doll's in the house. Everything's well and good. And she you know makes it must have been quite a big thing for her because john makes a point of saying she doesn't get out much yeah so she gets leah and they go out and on the way downstairs they meet two kids and the girl's quite forthcoming she's very talkative and the boy's just like no we don't talk to strangers and they're drawing so mia doesn't think very much of it and she says you know well maybe we can be friends someday and heads out and she goes past the bookshop and evelyn i love evelyn she also works at the bookshop, or she's yeah. there a lot at the time. So it it's quite a nice little interaction. It seems like the first time that Mia's really talked to somebody outside of John. Yeah. Because it's just nice to see, see a little guard down just a little bit. And then she gets back to the apartment, and she's where the boy was at the stairs and the girl, and there's a picture, and it's of her and Leah. And it's quite a cute little picture at first, and you don't see anything bad about it. Then she goes up the stairs, and there's another picture, and then there's a truck present in the picture. Then she goes upstairs again, the truck's a little bit closer. One falls down from the stairs, which I thought was quite cool. This was very well... It was quite creative, I think, the drawing side of it. Yeah. It was a... Because it was foreshadowing, and I I thought the film had forgot about it, because it doesn't happen until a bit later on, doesn't it? Mm, But it... Yeah, I liked it. It reminded me of Children of the Corn. Mm. I don't know if you've seen that. It's an old Years yeah. Ago. It's grandma. Could, it's an old yeah. grandma's film. I know grandma had it on DVD. Yeah, but she um, in the Children of the Corn, the the girl could see into the future, and she drew pictures of all the people being murdered and stuff like that right. before it actually happened. So do you think that was more of a homage? As yeah, to I do. I, it and it looks. I know that like kids' drawings look similar anyway, but it looks very similar to that of Children of the Corn. Yeah. So I thought it was maybe a little tribute to that as well. And then the very last one, the last picture is Leah being hit by the car, Mia like out like that and blood all over the floor. And she's quite disturbed by this and she gives it to John. And this is a this reminded me of you. Like this is the sort of shit you'd say. So she's like, you know, do we think do you think we should talk to the parents about this? And it's like, well, yeah, I'd, I'd want to know if Leah had done something like this. Look at the proportion. It's not yeah, even good. Making light of it. <laughs> he is. He's making light of it. But she's really, you know, shitty about it. Yeah. And I think, I think I would be, to be honest. I think that's quite a disturbing thing. Yeah. To sort agree, of come yeah. up with. And Annabelle, it, it cuts to a sort of, I don't know how to explain Annabelle how she's sitting. She's sort of sitting like around the rocking chair, yeah. but she's front facing like that. And it's almost like she's listening to them bickering. Yeah. And I think the point is to try and tear them both apart. So Mia feels very alone and very isolated and that she can't talk to John about these yeah. things. And so 
they they sort of come to the conclusion that you know he, he makes the implication that Mia's very what does he call it? it's sort of like postnatal depression just having a baby after having a baby and so yeah it's it's again looking like the bad guy for not believing in someone yeah when anyone in the right mind would, would also not believe agree. it yeah, yeah. that the last resort you'd ever think of is paranormal or demonic possessions yeah. And she's very, she, Mia's very upset about this and he sort of tries to subdue her and he says, you know, okay, you haven't had a lot of time. It must be really hard stuck up here all day with nothing but a baby. You've got no adult conversation, blah, blah, blah. We'll have a date night tomorrow night, all is well. Cuts to the next night, music's playing. She's clearly made the effort. She's made dinner and John's yeah. not there. And the first inkling we get that something isn't right is when the record stops playing so she turns it off and then it turns itself yeah. back on again now this bit shit the life out of me and it's where she's the, it's the curtain where she's like peeking behind the curtain bit and then a gust of air blows the net in oh, towards yeah, her yeah. and she falls down that shot the life out of me because i didn't remember that happening so i jumped out of my skin then a little girl runs past her and she's following this little girl and She's looking in a different room and I loved this bit because I saw it in the trailer and I think it was a real big mistake to show it in the trailer because it was a really good clip and it's where she sees a little girl standing there and then the door starts to shut and the girl starts running at her but then becomes the full-on Annabelle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that flies was at her. That was a really good effect and I thought that worked really, really well. Mia tries to explain to John what's going on and he's trying to explain things away and he does it with pretty valid explanations. As I say, you were absolutely right. You'd, yeah. I'd be more he doesn't. He doesn't patronise her. Yeah. But he tries to make her feel more comfortable saying it's not this, it's just because this has happened to you. Which to someone might sound quite patronising. If you were saying that to me, I'd think, no, you don't know what I've seen, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But he's trying to make her not sound like an idiot but at the same time make her realise that this is all nonsense. Yeah, and at this stage, I would... I would believe Renee in Insidious over believing Mia. Yeah. Because there's a lot more shit that's gone down in Yeah, this, this is what Renee's I meant. Like, it's just not really that to, much yeah. happened yet. Yeah. So they decide to go to the church for help. And instead of it being for, you know, we think the house is haunted, it's more of like a couple's thing. Yeah. So it's sort of like couple's counsel. I didn't even know priests offered that. And he says, you know, instead of fighting over your differences, you need to unite over your strengths and overcome this. And I put in the notes afterwards, <laughs> is it me or is the Annabelle doll looking much more sinister throughout the film? Um, this is the scene. And I don't, I, I'm quite like keen to hear what you think about this scene. And it's where she takes the rest of the boxes downstairs to the basement. And I wanted to hear about, so I'm leaving that, this one up to you. That scene had so much potential, I thought. Like when the elevator door kept opening and closing, I thought, fuck me. Like, all I want to see now is just a demon slowly, like, coming close to the elevator as it opens and closes. And then maybe at the end she's somewhere safer yeah. or something. But, yeah, like, it, it was okay. I, I think, one, it was it was unnecessarily creepy at the start because I don't... It was poorly lit and it, it yeah. looked like... Baby crying. I don't... Yeah, oh, my God, that fucking baby. I hate the noise of babies crying. It, it just goes straight through me. So that pissed me off because it was pretty much non-stop. Fucking hell. And then yeah, the elevator scene. I just wanted it. I just wanted to see a pair of eyes or just see something like lurking along, because that's it, it's kind. It kind of reminds me what what it did in the end reminded me of Grave Encounters when they they just can't escape. Pressing the I thought that Grave Encounters too, yeah, where they get back to the hotel too, yeah, the, and it goes straight back yeah, down to the basement. But, yeah, it it was okay. Uh, I think it it could have done a lot better though. I think yeah. it bit. This is what I mean. This film just seems to be so good at building up suspense, but they're not really capitalizing on it. 
Yeah. It's just kind of like, bah, all, all then, talk then and no done. trousers. Yeah, that, exactly. That's what it is. But the ba- so you've got the baby crying, and it's really important to mention this bit because when she finds like the bloody sheet in the, it's like a, is it like a laundry room as well? It sort of doubles yeah, as like I a laundry so, room yeah. slash trash room and things like that. And she opens, like she lifts off the sheets, a hand grabs her and claws her because the symbol that was in the, on the wall. nursery on the wall yeah. when Annabelle killed herself was on Mia's arm. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's the bit where she's trying to get up the stairs and like you hit, you see like the fingers the scratching on. Like, that was that creepy. Was good. Yeah, I it reminded that. me of the hand that went up in Insidious when it was pointing towards. Yeah, and this, I think you get a first look at the demon here, don't you? He's, he's like yeah, head it's with crouched palms on, and that, yeah. It's crouched underneath the stairs and I don't stuff, know what it? I think of it. I, it didn't scare me. It didn't scare me until it was on the bastard ceiling running across it. Then I was kind of like, whoa, you fucker. Yeah, like, that it was bit, a jump was, scare, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, but it, it looked, it, I think it's a good one if you don't see it too much, but because I, I think they've got quite a clear picture and it did just look like a guy with fucking horns on. Mm. So... This is. I'll tell you what we need to do. I've I've got such. I've just had such a good idea for a midweek episode. We need to do a tier list. Ooh. We can, it can be any either on the films or like the demons or the antagonist or the. Okay. Um, we could do like an awards girl. thing. Yeah, like a. Could, yes, like an Oscars for horror. Yeah, we could do. And then like put our nominations forward and then see where it goes. Yeah. From there. That's a good idea. I like that. But yeah. So, but like the demon. It looked okay. I think it's not I think, as scary as I think the we saw face it too of fire. Much. It's like yeah, exactly. But it's like in The Exorcist. Uh, if you'd have seen that demon loads more, it wouldn't have been as scary. Mm. But they, they they use minimal effects. But because you saw it so little, it it scared you. I think they could have done that here. Yeah, I agree. I don't think it. I I don't think it's as scary at all. She gets upstairs eventually and bandages the cut on her arm, and then she, I think, sort of something clicks for her and she wants to take a better look at it and it's gone yeah and that's the first sign that the demon wants her because yeah. it's imprinted its symbol on her and also i think it takes it away so she can't run to john and say look what's, look happened. what's happened to me because it's gone now yeah she goes back to the detective then and invites him over and she wants to know more about what happened to her and about the cult that did it to her and the pictures show that mia saw the little girl annabelle because they show what she looked like yeah before she became this like member of a cult. The cult was called Disciples of the Ram. And it it the, actually the demon looks quite goat like. Yeah. As does, well, yeah. which is seen a little bit later. Well it says that demons are the devil's disciples, was yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. So they would I'd imagine. Yeah. And there's a there's a very short clip when Annabelle kills herself and it shows her belt and there's a picture of a goat skull it's Uh, a goat skull on the belt and so that's that leads to this like satanic sort of thing so mia then goes to the bookshop because she's needing to do some research now she fully is invested now that her house is haunted and this is where i kind of like rolled my eyes a bit i was like it's your standard horror cliche for for demonic like possession starts happening there's a symbol you go to the bookstore you research on it someone's there who magically knows what's happening and helps you out it's fine because I suppose it works. And why would you change something that don't work? But I just, I don't know. Like Insidious doesn't do that. Conjuring doesn't do that. But like, you know, like your Truth or Dare, I think, did it. And mm. Ready or Not did it. And what was the no, re- not what, Ready or Not. Not Ready or Not. What was a recent one where it kills 
uh, the countdown one, the kill countdown. Oh yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, same. Yeah. They go to a bookstore and they research it and they find out the demon out. Like they've just found they look through two books and they go, "This is a defeated yeah. demon that, that no one else has ever heard of." Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's kind or of defeated just like, themselves. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like for fuck's sake. Yeah, but she meets Evelyn again. I love Evelyn. Yeah, she's, she's, she's sort a of character. she's sort of like a B tech. I've forgotten her name, Elise. Yeah. Not not as good as Elise, but she's still pretty good. And Mia confesses what's going on and Evelyn believes her, which is nice to see. Evelyn confesses she doesn't think it's Annabelle that's haunting the family, but the demon that they worshipped. She tells her that the demon wants a soul and when she's sort of leaning over, she sees a scar on her wrist. And we find out that she had a daughter called Ruby who, was pass uh, who passed away and it was at her fault. Yeah, she was driving and she was tired and I think she just drifted off and ended yeah. up having an accident. And Ruby died and she didn't. Yeah. And so she tried to kill herself. And it's sort of like she's got a friend in Evelyn now. She's got somebody on her on her side. Yeah. So she's coming back to the apartment. She's had to put Leah on, like, strapped to her because there's so many books that she's bought and she's used the pram to carry the books. She drops the keys outside the apartment and as she's bending down, the pram goes into the road and gets smashed by a truck just yeah. like the drawing had foretold. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> that's not shit scary. You don't know what it is. So while she's researching, the mobile goes off again in the nursery and the door shuts behind her. There's somebody, this bit shit me up as well, I jumped out my skin at this bit. There's somebody clearly under the door because you can see the shadow. Oh shit, yeah. And this is the bit where the books start falling on towards Leah and I'm sitting there and going, oh my God, she's got a very fragile little head. And then the Annabelle doll just yeah, drops I didn't next to her. I, that shit me up to be fair, I'll agree with you on that one. I wasn't expecting... Because I was so focused on, oh my god, is a baby going to get hit? You didn't think about, shit, there could be a jump scare coming here. Yeah, I did shit my pants, I'm not going to lie. So Mia tries to get out, and then the Anna, she sort of grabs Leah to make sure she's okay, and then the Annabelle doll starts floating. Yeah. And you like this scene, I didn't like it. I think it took a lot of the scare away for me for the demon. And it, I think it was very much a cheap rip-off of josh in insidious so Locking they tried to sort right of do this him, yeah. seem to do try well try to do the sort of same thing and at that point it's like yep yeah, there's a demon shit priest is called he takes the doll and the car scene is the most intense yeah, five minutes of that film to, but then i thought what can happen he's gonna get fucking like putting a sleeper hold by annabelle i thought then that'll kill the film for me because it's a fucking doll well i seem to remember and it's obviously not that but i seem to remember the, the Annabelle steps out into the road and causes a car crash, but that never happened, so no. I don't know where the fuck I got that from. But yeah, takes us to church. Yeah. I, I like the fact... Take I, me to church. I did, I did like the fact, because I thought, he's safe, he's made it to the church, and then he gets fucking yeeted, yeeted. straight off here. Dying he goes play. absolutely flying. But it's quite... I really liked the bit where... Ann, so the doll was laid in the back seat and as it was getting further and further away from Mia yeah. and detaching itself and it was getting close to the church, its eyes started getting redder and redder. Yeah. And I thought that was really cleverly yeah. done. But yeah, this priest gets absolutely yeeted out this church and ends up in hospital. Poor poor priest just tried to help, really. I, I feel a bit bad for him. So then you've got Evelyn, who is with Mia, and they're having a chat and she's spoiling... Leah, she's bought her a dress and some pajamas and yeah. things like that. And John is sitting with the priest who is in the hospital. The priest wakes up and warns him that the doll is pure evil. And then we get the confession that a baby can't offer its soul. And it's sort of like shit. Well, it's after yeah. Mia then. And um, the demon priest is then at the door. So they get the door knock. And the priest has sort of got its head, its body, its back 
back towards the door, yeah. yeah. And Mia's like, oh, it's it's father, what's his name? I don't know his name. And she sort of like goes to tap and he's like, may God have mercy yeah. on your soul. That was quite creepy. Um, Evelyn is sort of like, what the fuck was that? Uh, knocks the demon knocks Evelyn. It's a good oh, yeeter. Yeah. It is a good yeeter. Got some Absolutely, power yeah. Him. Yeets Evelyn outside the apartment door, and then sort of like tries to trap Mia. This is where everything starts getting amped up to like five hundred. And Mia runs into the nursery to try and find Leah because Leah started crying, and there's just blood coating all the other dolls, and Mia is missing. And She's, you know, Mia's desperate at this point. She doesn't know what to do. She doesn't know that the demon's after her. She thinks that the demon's after... The baby. The baby. And so she's praying, you know, she's saying, give her back to me, blah, 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 blah. And she says, what do you want out of desperation? And you see the crayon rolling across the floor. She goes into the room where it's rolled out of and it's got her Her soul soul written written all over the walls. And then you hear the crying again as... Mia goes back into the nursery. This bit really disturbed me. It was fucking... I thought, fuck me, if this is the end, fair play, but also fuck you. (laughs) That's what I was honestly thinking. I was thinking, if you're going to end it with her killing her own child, then fucking plot twist of the century. That is an unreal ending. Can you, yeah. But also, fuck you, because you've just seen a baby get his head... Sc- I know you haven't Absolute, technically yeah. seen its head get caved in. But, but I, I was There's watching... There's enough suggestion there to make it traumatising. I was watching it on my phone at work during my break. Yeah, I in case anyone of my bosses is listening. It break. was during my dinner, yeah. Um, I... Yeah, break. <laughs> I... Couldn't really tell. I thought there was a patch of blood next to the baby, and I was like, "Fuck me, that's brutal." If if that is, and I, I actually rewinded it, and I was like, "Oh no, it's not." And then you you do get like a bit of a moment when you find yeah. out it's not the baby. But can you imagine? You know, this film would have been such a good thriller if we'd have got it entirely from Mia's perspective, and actually, it was postnatal depression. Mm, and possibly, yeah. she'd been she'd been in a manic episode. Yeah. And killed her own child. Like, would, that would have been such a good fucking thriller. It, it would have been a fucking heck of an ending if that was true that the babe she killed her own baby. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I think I think it would have been better than the actual ending. Not in the sense of I love. So really, whoever directed this film, I can't remember your name, but we could have done it better. Just. It'd have been a brutal ending, but it had been a, a, a shocker. You'd, you'd have left the theater thinking about it. It had redeemed. I think it had redeemed a lot of the things that the film let you down on later on. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, she's the, the doll is in the crib, and Mia just loses her head completely. She starts smacking its head against the crib. She's really ragging it around, and then throws it to the room. And then you just hear this like baby noise of like. Eh. Oh god, I was like, and no she looks, and way. the and Leah's on the floor. Now you don't see it's Leah, but you do see it's the body of a real baby, yeah. and that's enough suggestion to sort of say, oh shit, she's killed the baby. Yeah. She's absolutely heartbroken. She's clutching the baby to her chest, sobbing, and uh, it. Oh god, it's awful this scene, and it sort of like pans out and then pans back in, and when she's clutching it, she's clutching the laughing doll instead, mm. and she's she's sort of lost her head a little bit and she she sees on the windows she's she's like please give her back to me yeah and then it's like your soul it, on the open windows and they slowly sort of creep open yeah she's basically saying if i can't have her i'll have you yeah. that's the only way for me to stop me yeah it's saying you want yeah. her back then you then i want you instead and as i said before it goes back to the beginning where she says to john you need to save this baby yeah. over me because it's a mother's unconditional love. And I do think that the priest and Evelyn are both there in the film to ensure that we know that 
Mia is as close to God as anybody else's because she's now a mother yeah. because they say it repeatedly in the film so she takes hold of this doll this the Annabelle doll and she sort of climbs up to the window John sees her at the window him and Evelyn both manage to get in and you know Mia's like it wants me yeah. it's taken Leah and she's all ready to jump out the window and I, I was ready for her to do it I thought this is going to be the end and that would have been a would've good been end a, a good ending in a horror film is one that makes you think fuck it won like it it got the better of him. Yeah. It, you know you know what I mean, don't you, where there's still like a good ending in the fact, in the fact that the baby's got his dad and the dad, but at the same time, it still took some from you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It took it, a mother from its babe. A baby from its yeah, mother? Mother, a mother from, from its from baby. baby. And I, I, I think the ending in this was pretty whack. Yeah. I because they managed, you know, John's like, there's going to be another way. We'll save her. We'll, we'll get her back. And he manages to grab hold of Mia and like drops to the floor with her. And while he's trying to console her, Evelyn picks up the doll and stands them. She's like, there is another way. And she's like, I know this This was... Because Ruby, I believe, when she woke up she, and when she was ready to kill herself, Ruby came to her and said, you've it's got a higher purpose. Yeah, it's you've, not you've your got, time. You've got, yeah, it's not your time yet. You've got something else to live for yeah. or something. Unfinished business. Um, and, and I just think that... I, I, feel, I know this... I, well, I highly doubt this was a case. But I, I almost feel like, right, the, we want the ending. We need them both to survive but we can't have such a happy ending. Yeah. But we need someone's soul to be taken. So we'll add this character in who had a tragedy and she's yeah. been kept... Like, it just felt we'll very... We'll give you an Elise character. Yeah, it felt very slack as to the reason as to why she'd want to jump and take her own life. Yeah. She doesn't really have that... She's a nice character in the film, but she doesn't have that much of an impact. You don't yeah. get that much screen time. But, so well, for her yeah. to be the saviour, you kind of think like... She was kicked out the final fight scene right at the start and you don't see her again until this moment. And I just thought... It was a bit of a cheap ticket as to oh the, the all three of them can survive. Yeah, Do you know what and I mean? I'll, and I, then she's got her ending because she's sort of with her daughter. Then yeah, it, mm, I just feel it's a cheap ending. It if you get what ending. I'm saying? No, I completely agree with you. I'm a hundred percent. So Evelyn dies. She commits suicide. She jumps off that. Well, she doesn't jump off. She sort of like falls back from the balcony, and then Leah is magically back and all is well again. And so we get back to the church scene and the priest sort of talks to Mia and Leah again and he shows her the picture and that's that's sort of it and then they look happy as fucking Larry like they look yeah, like they've never been scathed I don't know why I don't know why the church scene is even present at the end I don't know where that no. picture was relevant I don't just it, yeah this is what I mean there's just a lot of things that you're like what, what's the point in that yeah but this is the first film I think when a demon's got actually got exactly what I know Insidious the demon from the Conjuring second, two get, Insidious two, get, Insidious two, yeah, gets its gets ways. Josh, yeah. But this 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 demon had a film. He just wanted a soul, and he got and it one. Got a soul. And it got one relatively easy. I yeah. mean, it wasn't really battled against, was it? No, it lifted it. It lifted a fucking doll up once or twice. Yeah, and and it, it was a couple of chase scenes and yeah. and a drag in the leg. <laughs> Job done. This, I mean, I feel like it's a weak demon, and it's still fucking one life. Look at <laughs> lipstick face. He's there fucking shouting his fucking fingers. All the time, <laughs> He's ready. Like yeah, and he gets sacked off. I just think just justice for demons. For Justice for lipstick face, but the then you, the final ending scene is where Annabelle is well the doll Annabelle is in a store and the mother buys it for the daughter which sets the loop of the film off again because yeah. it takes you to the nurses the student nurses and that was the do- mother of the daughter who had the doll in the end yeah and that's the movie yeah it's okay it's an okay for it's, a one time watch it's definitely not a bad film no it's not there's worse out there but I do feel like they had so much. 
The thing is, The Conjuring and Insidious are such high like quality yeah. films, in my opinion. It's it's hard to not compare films of a similar storyline to that one, and I just think they don't they don't compare very well. Yeah, and it's a spin off to The Conjuring, so people have such high expectations because you know I know you prefer Insidious, but Conjuring is a good film. Conjuring was good, and it you know it it does pale in comparison, but I do think. Yeah, I do think they had a lot to work with and they just didn't match up to expectations for quite a bit of it, which is a shame. Yeah, I agree. So, behind the scenes... Oh, is it Would You Rather we do first? Behind the scenes first. Behind is it your Would You Rather? First. No, it's yours. Is it? Yeah, I did mine last week. Right, I'll think of one. Okay. God, your fucking preparation just <laughs> jumped I thought out. it was your turn. I thought I thought of one on the spot last week. No, I did it last week. Right, that's fine. I'll think of one. I think... I feel bad now if I've made you do something. Okay. Okay. Right, so we'll start off with everybody's favourite. What was the budget for so this So putting film? thought behind this, it came out after Conjuring. Yes. It was a spin-off, so yeah. And I'm guessing this was made by the same company. Yeah. So they'll have a, because Conjuring was a success, they're going to have a bit of a higher budget, even though the film flopped compared to The Conjuring. So I'm going to go with £12 million. Six point five million. Oh. You've got to remember. You've got to think that a lot of the. You've got to think though. A lot of the special effects are very similar to Insidious, mm. and Insidious's budget was only one point five million. Right. Yeah. And okay. so it it blew Insidious out of the water in terms of budget. It's it still had more of a budget, but not that much more yeah. than it was. So what did it make at the box office then? Fifty five million. Two hundred and fifty-six million. Jesus, it did. I'm just checking to see if it made more than Insidious did. I feel like it. I feel like it, it did. But I think that's because Insidious, Insidious was one was of the so first effective. of its kind. Yeah, so it set it set everything else off to be as good as Insidious. Yeah, I agree with that. It'd be interesting to see. I'm just looking back. Does it have? Is it more than The Conjuring? I'm gandering now. It's at the top. Oh right. It's okay. right at the back. Okay. We might struggle to find it back to pause it. Um. It didn't make as much as The Conjuring. Right. But it didn't make as much of The Conjuring by quite a lot, actually. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, so my behind-the-scenes facts. Some of them you might know, but some of them I was quite surprised at, which is quite interesting. So the Warrens did have the special case built for Annabelle in real life when she ends up in the case. It was a genuine thing. It was like made out of church glass or something like that and then blessed every God knows how long. The baby mobile hanging over the crib plays the same tune as the music box did in the conjuring nice that's yeah. a nice little easter egg i liked that and i didn't think because i remembered when i heard the mobile plane i was like i know that song from somewhere but i couldn't pin it and then i found that out ellen degeneres lived in the apartment used in the movie yeah which i i said it was a nice apartment and obviously it was for it to uh have housed ellen degeneres the real Annabelle was given to Donna, the college student, by her mother in 1970. Donna said the doll would move very slightly. Then after a few weeks, it began to fully move from room to room in the house when they were out. Mm. Can you, I mean, I know that you're a sceptic and you think bullshit automatically. I can see it in your little eyes. But like, imagine if that actually happened. I know. Like, imagine like walking into the house and finding the doll in a complete different fucking room to what you put it in. Yeah. I'd throw up in the house. It'd be out. Then Mia, so we were having this debate with Lost Boys, the amount of times that Kiefer O'Sutherland said Michael in the film, Mia shouts Leah's name 89 times in the film, okay. breaking the record for saying a character's name Bloody in hell. a movie. Coincidentally, Annabelle is the first name of the actress who plays Mia. As oh, well, which... <laughs> she, plays, um, she plays a big role in Peaky Blinders. Yeah, I saw that when I was researching about her. Hmm. Josh Bashara. 
who played the demon in this film, also played the lipstick face demon and Bathsheba. Oh, really? So he played cool. all three. He's in quite getting, a lot of them, though. I'm, I've been... Looks like I've been fucking marked as I'm being sat here. My mind's just going really weird. Oh, my weird. God, maybe it's because we're talking about it. Imagine if it was in the same symbol as the one in the film. <laughs> I'd be like, fuck yeah, I finally get to see it. I finally get to... No, I'd shit Fuck myself. off, you shit your fat... Look at you trying to play Billy Big Balls. <laughs> You're not Billy Big Balls. Right, Lynn Shea, who played Elise, was considered for Evelyn before... Uh, Al, Al, I don't want to wreck her name. Alfred Woodard was cast. Right. So Elise could have played Evelyn. I'm glad she didn't because she's only been in class and films. They're very similar characters in yeah. terms of the quite selfless, so I think it would have broadened it. But actually, I'm I mean, I'm not looking too far into it, but I can't think in Insidious, The Conjuring, and aside from the one character in Annabelle, the film cast are very predominantly white. I wonder if that had anything to play with it. Possibly. I mean, I know horror films have a stereotype, especially previous hand, for yeah. having an all-white cast. Yeah. In fact, Scream 2 sort of like brought in the fact by making the two opening characters black. Yeah. So I, I don't know what it was, but I just think maybe, maybe that had something to maybe, do with it yeah. as well because it is a very white cast. Possibly. Yeah, I thought about that as I was researching. And also, the last thing, when Annabelle is bought at the end of the film by the mother to give to the daughter, uh, a raggedy Andal is sitting across the room, a homage to the real Annabelle. Ah, that's cool. It I is like cool, that. isn't it? Go on then, would you rather hit me with it? Right. Would you rather... Oh, we're be... doing an actual would you rather. We yeah. never do a would you rather. Would you rather go through a home invasion or a possession? Both brutal, but both you make it out alive. But no, the possession is not as brutal. Like, it's more of a haunting than a than a home invasion. But it still obviously rocks you. A home invasion. So you'd rather be scared of reality, basically. Yeah, because then I'd be believed. At least I'd have like a physical that's, reason for my trauma. That's a good point. Whereas if I was like sobbing my eyes out and I was like, well, yeah, you'd you'd be classed as insane essentially. Yeah, people. That's a very that's a very good point. Thank you. I feel proud that I've thought of that. That, that's, that swayed me, yeah. Because at least then people believe Believe me. that you've been traumatised by something. And insurance and that covers it if if a poltergeist is chucking exactly. fucking pots and pans about smashing it, TVs. Yeah, the poltergeist did it. Home, yeah, right. home insurance will be having none of that. Okay, right, so. Okay, so this week it is Oliver's turn to open the toy. We're back on it this time because we hopefully won't have another double. Yeah, I can't open it. Here we go. Don't Ooh. look. You've looked. I haven't, I promise. Oh, okay. Right, okay, so this is Pummelweed. the This is Pummelweed. <laughs> we are going to be playing Cameo next week. Um no, this is Little Shop of Horrors and Oliver is we've talked about this before. Oliver is dead set against watching this film because I don't know actually if it's a musical in the film or not, but I'm I've seen it, I'm not a fan. I don't think I could sit through it again. Even there, though it is no, classic. If we're just gonna sit there and moan about a film, there's no point watching it. No. And if it's got songs in it, multiple songs, and get fucked because I, I hate musicals. <laughs> All right, I think, that was I think musical films aggressively. are two different things. Don't don't mix them. And yes, I'm calling you out. Don't say it. Wait, the sound of music. What is that? Not what it's called. Oh no, you're not. You're calling out Yara. No, no, no. What's what's our film called? Oh, what film you want? The one that's got the, the hills are alive with the sound of music or something. It's a woman. Yeah, the singing. sound of. Is that what it's called? <laughs> so why when I said why when I said sound because of music? Why are you was calling like, out the sound of music? I thought you were gonna call out because Mama Mia. Because I thought that's what you were gonna get defensive about. No, I thought you were gonna oh, call no. out Mamma Mia. All, all, all um musicals uh, are shit in my opinion. I don't like them. So 
instead of that, as much as I want to review Jaws... I don't even think it's a musical, actually. I think it's a musical on stage, but it's not actually a musical. But it, I've seen the film and I'm not a fan. Anyway, because it's Christmas and essentially we choose what we do or not, we're going to go with Jack Frost. We are. Oh, I fucking love Jack Frost. It's such a shit film. Even though I want to do Jaws, that's the next filler one we'll we do. do. We'll do Jaws the next, next time we need next a filler. Time we yeah. need a filler. Uh, so yeah, Jack Frost will be next week. Jack Frost. I always thought Michael Keaton was in Jack Frost, but it's not. That's I haven't I'm watching the horror version. Fucking donk, so. I just remember the one scene with the snowman. Yeah, I remember in the bath. In the yeah, bath. Yeah, yeah, I remember. That's the scene I do Don't remember. They kill him with a hairdryer at the end. I can't. I can't remember. I swear to fucking God, they kill him with a hairdryer. Well, we'll find out next week. Won't we, we will. Okay. Right. Thanks well, for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye.